My name is Clarence Rick Napier, CEO of 321 BizDev LLC, located in Sacramento County, California. 321 is a bilingual English-Spanish consulting firm. Uh, we are not a marketing company. We support the following white-collar small business owners nationwide in improving sales productivity and sales performance. And these industries include attorneys, CPAs, dentists, plastic surgeons, insurance brokers, and real estate brokers. We know what the sales struggle is because we were once there too. I can be reached at 833-321-3212. Uh, Spanish language business owners can contact Jaylene Rodriguez, uh, Vice President in Miami at 786-697-3400. Ms. Rodriguez is fluent in both Spanish and English. Check out 321BizDev out on the web at 321BizDev.com. The 321Biz Development Podcast is heard on 16 podcast platforms like iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, and 12 others. Today's 321BizDev guest, and I'm so excited, today's guest is Kenny Session. He's the broker owner of Session Real Estate in Oakland, California. So without further delay, I would like to welcome Kenny Session to the 321 Biz Development Podcast. Good morning, Kenny. How are you doing? Good morning, Rick. Rick, thanks for inviting me this morning. I'm excited to be here with you. Um, I'm just kind of reading through your website a little bit. I see the work you guys do, and um, I'm, it's a pleasure to be invited. Well, thank you very much for that compliment. I appreciate that. So can you tell our listeners how did we meet? Well, I don't really remember that, Rick. I think, you know, um, uh, wow. I don't know how we met. I think this week you guys have been calling me and um, we had kind of a busy schedule and my assistants, they put you on the schedule. Um, and we talked about some, some, I guess, some real estate stuff that I'm working with. And then we kind of went on. Is, am, am I right about that? Or have we met you Brother, you are exactly right. Because <laughs> I always tell I people. Lot, I meet so many people. I didn't want to insult you. Like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> we've met. No, I'll, you know what? I always let people know that, uh, gosh, if you want to, if you want to talk to the guy or the or the woman at top, you got to sometimes pick up the phone and call them. Yeah. So that's yeah. exactly what happened. Yeah. So thanks for that. Yes, sir. Well, you were persistent enough to get me on the phone, and um, you know, because as you already know, I'm I'm just a real estate junkie, and a lot of times we want to waste my time, and I just like to keep my head down and keep plowing. So you know, you made a mark. Well, thank you for very much for that compliment. So. Kenny, I do have a few questions, and the first one I have is that on the 321 Biz Development Podcast, it is our tradition that our guests uh, tell our audience, our listeners, about their background, such as uh, where are you from, what schools or colleges, if, if applicable, you attended, and what occupations you had before your current business. So take it away, Mr. Okay. Session. Okay, great. Beautiful. Well, um, again, as you mentioned, I'm Kenny Session. I am a licensed real estate broker in the state of California. I was born and raised in South Central Los Angeles, <clears throat> where I spent my formative years until I was 18 years old. Um, I'm most known during those previous years as a, as a football jock. You know, I played football my whole life. Um, I'm a product of the, of, of the toilers, which are the manual arts toilers in, in Los Angeles. I'm not only myself, but my father, my brother, my mother, we have a history um, at that manual arts high school, um, as, as well as me and my dad both played football there. We're all city. Uh, I was all city running back there. So many people back in the late 70s, um, 
um, and through the 70s and probably the first part of the 80s would remember me from from um, from football in Los Angeles. Um, after I got out of uh, high school, um, um, I, I went to work for one day or two days um, driving a, a Kurtz rent car. And then, you know, as I got toward the end of the year, we, we were getting into a lot of trouble all summer and what have you. And um, and my brother up and joined the Navy. Um, and, and, and what happened with that is when he got ready to graduate from, from boot camp, me and a friend of mine went down to San Diego to spend um, to, for his graduation. I caught the Navy bug. In the next week, or maybe two weeks later, I joined the Navy as well. So um, I joined the Navy out of San Diego. I was in Los Angeles. Obviously, I went to boot camp down in San Diego, NTC San Diego, um, where I was. Um, once I graduated from that, um, got my, I, I went into dental hygiene. I was a dental assistant in the Navy, where my specialty teeth basically for five years, four years, four and a half years in the Navy, clean teeth and dealt with uh, dental hygiene for that part of my, my career uh, until I got transferred out to Lemoore, California, where um, I was trying to get to Oakland because my brother was here in Oakland. And so the close they could get me was to Lemoore, California. Um, I stayed down in Lemoore for about a year at the dental clinic down there. And I finally got a transfer to um, NAS Alameda, which is here up, uh, up in um, um, Alameda in the Oakland, San Francisco Bay Area. And uh, but the part hard part about it, and that was so me and my brother could be together, I uh, have duty together. But about a week before I got transferred here, my brother got transferred to Oakland. So we never really got to serve here together. Um, and so I moved here around, I think it was 1982. I moved here. Um, I was in the Navy. I was working at the, um, um, the dental clinic. And I also was a football player. As I mentioned to you, I was all city running back in Los Angeles um, growing up and played through the uh, Pop Warner Leagues and what have you. So when I got here, I was quite pleasantly surprised that there was a football team at NAS Alameda. And I uh, promptly joined the team, um, and I was a starting tailback for the NAS Alameda Hellcats for two years. Um, and that was once uh, that was in my three years was interrupted because I had to go overseas in 1984. Um, I had the opportunity to go to the Philippine Islands, um, and I almost got to play over there. I mean, they were lobbying for me to play over at Subic Bay. Um, and they wanted the coaches wanted me to play, but you know when you're when you're in the military, you don't have any pool, so I never got that done. Well, when I got back to um, Oakland in '85 after the Olympics, I was overseas. I came back here in '85, and I um I started playing football again. I was all city, all all Navy running back at NES Alameda. You know my claim to fame is that I got a chance to play inside of St. Quentin um, against the, uh, uh, St. Quentin against the Inmates during my time. Um, but also, in addition to that, um, I, 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 um, I guess I, I had a, a girlfriend at the time, and she got pregnant. My daughter was born, and I, at that point, you know, my grandfather had already had told me when I was a young man, whatever you do, never leave your children. And so when my, when my girlfriend got, she was my girlfriend at the time. But I take that back. She wasn't my girlfriend. That is the lie I used to tell people. But let me straighten that out right now. Um, basically, I was here and she had me all tied up in a ball. And I did what, I, what every guy would do when he got a beautiful woman. You do what they tell you to do. And and, and uh, I got married and she got pregnant and I've, I've been here ever since. Um, I'm in the Bay Area and I stayed because I mean, I'm no longer married, but I stayed here because my kids now I have three kids 
and my kids are here in the Bay Area, and I, I never forgot what my, and not my grandfather, my great-grandfather told me on his deathbed that I was to never leave out my kids. So I live in the open Bay Area because my kids are here. And as a result of that, somewhere along the line, <clears throat> um, I got tied up in real estate, and that's kind of uh, been my claim to fame here. But um, that's my, my, my story. I'm sticking to it. You know, I mean, that's how I got here to open <laughs> Hey, hey, I didn't know you were a Navy veteran. I'm a, I'm a uh, Air Force veteran, and uh, yes, I used to always go down to the, to Oakland Army Base and uh, in Alameda uh, Naval Air Station. So, hey, man, salute to you, man, uh, military veteran. That is that is 100 percent cool. Yeah, well, I spent a whole lot of nights down over at the Army Base. I know where you were at over there, and I know when you go over to Alameda where we was at, we probably went to some of the same places. On yep. PT, so there was a very beautiful nightlife in the military when we when we were coming through here back in the day. Yep, and I was uh, I was uh, at Silks at least maybe once a month. <laughs> Man, I spent twenty years in Silks one night. <laughs> That's a nice way of putting it. I know exactly what you uh -huh. mean, especially when it closes at six a.m. Uh, I can exactly. I know what you're talking about. We used to leave there. We used to take our uniforms and put them in the car because we had to be at work at seven in the morning. We just party at Silks until six, leave there, run to the base, go, go get in line, go put our uniform on, and get right up in the Buster. And we it coming straight out of Silks in the morning, been in there all night. I know, hey man, I've been. I know exactly what you're talking about. So here's my next question. Please tell our listeners uh, when and why you started working in the real estate industry. Wow. Well, um, it's not it, well for the most part. Um, I, 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 I um, let me. It's kind of a different kind of story. When I was in the military, and even before I was in the military, I was obviously in college playing college football for a couple years. And um, when I got in the military, I also was taking a lot of classes um, while while I was at sea and different things. And so when I got out of the military, um, I wanted to go back to college. In fact, my thought was I was going to go to dental school because, you know, being in the dental field, cleaning teeth, um, I really came um, very good at cleaning teeth and dentistry because when you're in the military, you actually do a little bit in your um, a, a semen or something. You really get to practice a little bit of dentistry on the side. So I really was thinking about going to dental school. So when I got out of the military in 85, I... Uh, I went to NAS, I mean, Alameda class. I was going to take chemistry and biology, which I hate sciences. And uh, I guess everybody else hates them too, because there was only about three of us in each one of those classes. So they canceled the class about halfway through the class. And so, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm just out of the Navy, want to go back to school. I was driving taxi cab at the time as well. And, um, and so class, I looked through the program and I was just looking for anything I could take. And I saw a class called Principles of Real Estate. And I said, man, that sounds pretty interesting. I, I do have a VAL debility. Why don't I go take the class? So that's how I got started in it. After they canceled my biology and chemistry class, um, I went and took a, uh, the Principles of Real Estate at College of Alameda. And that's, that, that started the whole thing. Oh, nice, nice. Okay, here's my next question, Kenny. As an industry expert for over like 20 plus years, 25 years, what has been the driving force to keep you focused during these peaks and valleys that I would say California is kind of unique in having? 
Well, that's one of the easiest questions you'll probably ask me um, today, sir. Um, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ, man. I truly believe in God. I truly believe when he tells me I can do something, I can do it. And what I found over my life is just I have to get out of his way. And usually whatever he tells me is going to happen, happens. Um, so really, it's just my faith in, 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 in the Lord Jesus Christ, bro. Okay. Okay. Amen to that. So you, you were working in the real estate business. When did you decide, or what date that you decided that you wanted to up, up the game to become a broker and why? Well, I never decided. Um, first of all, I was, I was blessed with a couple other people in my family who had broker's license. Don Murphy of Murphy & Associates in Los Angeles, my uncle, and I have another cousin. Um, he's, we call him Uncle Cousin, but his name is Clyde Sparrow in LA. He owns a real estate company. And growing up, I, and then my, my aunt, my mother's sister, she also was a real estate agent. So when I was coming up, I was somewhat exposed to it. So when I went to the real estate class that day, um, and I walked in the class the very first day, and you know, we were in one of those big stadiums, I seemed like it'd seat 5,000 people in the stadium or something. And I walked in the stadium, and um, and I just felt like I was in the right place. In fact, the teacher, I remember the exact words the teacher said. He said, I guarantee you that seven of you guys are gonna become millionaires as a result of the class. And when he said that, I started looking puzzled, but then I also felt somebody touch me on my shoulder, and I went to go look at it, and there was nobody there. Mm. And I was like, wait a minute, this is something. And, and I remember I told you I started the class about halfway through it. I, we were, they were taking midterms like next week or something because I had been in those other classes long enough for them to cancel before midterm. So I started that class at midterm. And I went and I took the midterm and I didn't even study for it. And I aced it, got an A on the test. And I was like, wow, you know, I, I know all this stuff. Just how do I know this stuff? I, and I just knew it. And so it went from there to acing the class, getting a broker's license, um, a real estate license. And then I met this gentleman over my career, like seven years named Ernest Clark. Ernest Clark is a beacon in the real estate community in Oakland and my mentor. And I um, mean, he, he, he used to always talk about if you're going to be in this business, why not be at the top of the business? If you're going to be in this business, get every everything that they have to offer you. And so um, back in the late 80s, um, um, early 90s or so, um, I went and ordered all the real estate broker courses. At, at that time, it was all correspondence courses where they would send you the books and all the stuff. And so I ordered all the other courses. I think it was like a total of eight classes I had to take. And um, so I ordered the last five all at one time. And I just started working on those on those uh, courses while I was still working and raising my kids. I just took it took me a few years to go through those four five classes, but I took all five of the classes um, just on my spare time, you know, just in between things. And I went down and um, I'm not going to, I would like to tell you, I went down and took the test and passed it the first time, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. and, um, I took the test, which is a two-day broker test, as, as you know, it's, it's a two-day test and I took it the second or maybe the third time and I passed it. And that's how I, I became a broker. Excellent. Excellent, man. So you've been you've been in the real estate industry as a broker at least for like 20 some plus years. That's cool. This is this is 20. What is it? 90. I got my broker's license in 94. So how many years is that? 26. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you've been in the business for a long time as a broker. That's that's uh, yeah. very unique. Hey, Kenny, here's my next question. So let's move on to buyers or precious uh, California buyers without going into into mortgage rates because we know they're low and pricing trends that can be you know up or down 
what are buyers looking for in today's uh, real estate market and in the Bay Area and also the Valley from you know Stockton to Sacramento? Well, it depends on what kind of buyer you're looking at. Um, there are different classes of buyers, as you know. There are low-income buyers. There's middle-income buyers. There's executive upper-end upper buyers. It depends on what which uh, people that you're looking at. Um, what I would say right now is the upper-end buyers is that that market is kind of slow right now. Um, it, it is moving, but it's not moving like the middle middle uh, middle income to uh, low, uh, I call it upper-low income buyers that that's on fire right now um uh, and that's the market that we work in it's probably the upper lower class to the middle class market is the market that 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 we market to so that market i could tell you about that more in, more in depthly and it, and it is saturated right now um if i could tell you we've got i don't know we've probably got six thousand leads in our in our in our lead generation system just in the last 24 months in the last 30 days we have about 145 leads in our system um and right now probably gonna this is going to be the, the best month we've had in real estate probably in the last 11 years in the month of january 2021 excellent excellent so uh in terms of trends what are the trends you're seeing in oakland you know San Francisco because I know you have uh, some 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 great realistic goals in 2021 actually for the entire state of California so what what trends are you seeing for your business in California well I I believe that the market is gonna soften right now it's it's really a tough market because of supply there's a very short shortage of supply on the market throughout the whole state if not the whole country right now and, and there's a lot of money on the streets because of the stimulus monies and all of that stuff. There's a lot of money flowing around. So there's a lot of buyers out here that can qualify. And so right now we have more demand than we have supply. So the, the market has, happens to be going up right now, even though we're in this pandemic. And we know that it's, um, it's kind of a false thing. And we know the economy is tore up underneath all of that. But right now the market is surging. Um, I believe that it's not going to surge for much longer. It will start leveling out. But I think people are going to be surprised when they find out that it's not going to be like it was in our last downturn. Um, um, I can see it. I've, I've done some of my homework and talked to enough people that it won't be like that. But it is going to soften. And what we're doing is we're getting people ready. Our, our whole goal right now is if we can get our people ready and you stay ready, you don't have to get ready when the opportunities come. We'll be in front of them instead of chasing behind them. So we're going at it just like the market was hot today. We're gathering up all these buyers we can. We're making a statement to those that we're here to help people like you um, or, or like people like us or me or what I would say middle income. To, uh, and I won't say low income people because as we all know right now in the state of California, low income people are homeless right now. A middle income people, low middle income people are barely living. And then the middle, the, the high low income people, they're barely able to buy anything in the state of California right now. So we're marketing right now to the upper lower class and to the middle class Americans. And that's where we find no one else at. So we kind of got in all to ourselves right now. I like how you broke that down. You said uh, upper, uh, uh, lower class, and income class because California is kind of unique. I just got back from Georgia about a month ago, and they still have a, a like a, a hard defined class, like upper upper income, 
middle income and lower income, they don't have the different breakdowns between the, the, the middle income and the lower income like California. So I'm glad you broke that down so our listeners can understand that. So let's move on to agents because, you know, agents start their, they start their careers and they said they want to be successful in real estate. Um, today's California real estate agents, what is on their minds right now as new agents and or veteran agents as they try to navigate and, and try to build successful careers? Well, you know, I, 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 I may not be able to tell you what other people are thinking. Um, I can tell you what I'm thinking and, and where I see this thing going right now and where I'm positioning myself to win. Um, and that is um, right now, agents are all over the place. The, the market has totally changed. It's not it's not a cold call uh, business anymore. It's not really a door knocking business anymore. It is a social media business. And if you can if you can up automation but real estate is about automation right now it's not about you know who you know or what i mean not, not, not about what is how many people can you get into front in front of and now with the vehicle or social media we can pretty much virtually get in front of the whole world one way i respect um and i and I, I hate to put it in classes because but it is about class not class or even race a lot of the African-American community are not up on technology. We're lagging in technology. A lot of the folks that are my age, your age, we kind of said we're going to wait on that technology when it started 30 years ago, 40 years ago. And we're still waiting on it now. So a lot of folks are, are, are a little late catching up with technology. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm right there focusing on all those people who have, that have kind of has kind of uh, ignored um, social media, that what we ignore because now we're all there. Even my, my, my stepmother is there. She's 72 years old and she's on social media. So my thing is that if I can get enough people to see who I am on social media and I can deliver the product to them, I can do as many deals as I want for as long as I choose to. So mm -hmm. so, so that's, you know, I, I've created a, a funnel, if you will, that that is directly related, it's, it's going to, it's marketing directly to the people that I need to go to and we're doing it at a high level right now. Excellent, excellent. Hey, Kenny, when we spoke a couple of days ago, you were talking about your marketing plan to help uh, brand new agents uh, move to that learning curve and, and put money in, in, their, in their bank accounts as soon as reasonably possible. Can you talk about that for a few minutes about how you can help agents that may have licenses and the licenses have dust, you know, on them. Yeah. And you want to get these, you want to get these agents in the game so they can, you know, start making money so they can take care of their families. Can you talk about that? Yeah, yes, I can. Well, first of all, let me tell you, I need as many agents as I can get right now. We're riding around with our foot on the brake right now. I'm not, I, I don't have my foot on the gas pedal. I'm riding around with the, with the brake because we got, I got my foot on the brake and we got 130 people leads this month in the last 30 days. My only thing is if I put some gas in the tank, I could probably do 100,000 leads if I wanted to. But the idea is if you can't service what you generate, there's no sense of generating it. So what we're doing right now, we are looking for agents and that's all types of agents, experienced agents that's not making any money right now. We, we're looking for them. Brand new agents are right out of the box has never sold a house that want to get in the business. Um, we are giving people chances, but the thing I'm doing this time that I didn't do the last, because this is my second, third time rebuilding the company. The first and second time I, I hired anybody and everybody because it was like, you know what, if you breathe and you got a real estate license, I'm going to give you a job. 
And that was because I really didn't know who I was or what I had to offer people back then. It was like, I was I was surprised that people, that many people, we had a large company at one point where I was the CEO of, and that, I can tell you that's a whole nother story where we got taken out and I had to shut the company because we were the largest um, that I would think of in this, in this space. So um, what I'm saying is that agents, I want to cut the fat out the game. That's one of the things that we always tell people um, is that is that our agents cut the fat out the game. If you, we can cut all the fat out the game and just get you where you're writing, con showing properties, writing contracts, and negotiating offers, we can get rich. So the idea for us is that we're generating the leads for most of our buyers. We don't even want you to cold call. We don't need you to cold call. What we need agents to do is come in and fo follow my buyer script that I have, that our, our system that I've created, and it is purely a system of, of doing what we do. And, and if you follow that system, we, we believe that we can give agents more deals than you can get on your own. Um, leads are a, a dime a dozen. And I've already done all the trial and error and the test marketing of what I'm talking about. And I know the numbers are there. It's just getting the people now in the position before we put our foot on the gas. Nice. That's a good problem to have, Kenny. That's a great problem to have. You got the yeah. system in place and now you just need, uh, you know, people who want to be successful in the real estate business. I got a, just about two more questions to ask you. So as we wrap up. What are some of your business objectives for Session Real Estate in 2021? Well, 2021, man, I, I, it's, it's simple. Um, our, our goal, our company goal is to help 100 families own homes this year. And our goal, which is kind of a stretch, we have 100 agents all up and down the state of California that are working with us virtually. Um, and we're working on all of the virtual stuff. Our whole staff, my whole administrative staff right now is in the Philippines. We've got about five people over there that manage my day-to-day -day business so that I can do the things that I'm doing right now. Everything is, for, you know what I'm talking about, delegated. Um, so we're, we're built up right now to, to, to thrive. But what I'm looking at is mainly in the in the affordable markets, like what we say here in, in, in this area, like you, I think you saw my ad in Sacramento, Stockton, Modesto, Madeiras, uh, Merced, Fresno, Bakersfield. We want to have agents in every one of those cities, if not four, three or four or five agents in each one of those cities um, that will work virtually from those cities. We're also looking at Palmdale, Lancaster, Moreno Valley, Lancaster, Riverside, San Bernardino, um, as well as in the greater part of Los Angeles, um, because a lot of the folks that are in L.A. can no longer live there. And so we need agents that are out, uh, uh, out in the periphery. So when we market to them in the city and they want to go out there, we got them before you get there. Um, because I same thing like it is here. There's no, um, you can't buy a house in Oakland at 400, 450. Mm-hmm. Right. In, in Oakland, if I stir the pot in Oakland and San Francisco, everybody's going to come to Sacramento and, and, and uh, in Modesto and, and Stockton because that's the only place they have to land. But if I got agents already there waiting for you, to come and walk up with your approval letter, I'm ahead of the game. I don't have to drive to Stockton no more. I don't have to send somebody. I got people waiting in Stockton to go put you in the house when you want to go to Dares tomorrow better. Hey, that's a lovely drive to Sacramento. What do you mean you don't want to come to Sacramento? <laughs> well, not as the CEO of the company. If you know, know. if you watch my lives and my stuff, I've been on that thing. I, I, I have had to serve Sacramento, Stockton, Modesto, Merced the last three years myself. Because I haven't really done that was my 
now. My plan was to make sure what I think I was doing was going to work. And now that I see it is, it's like just working. I've always kind of done that work and replaced myself. Like my, my, my admin staff, I, once I got to a point, I hired somebody to take over admin so I don't have to do that. Then we have a call coordinator now that I just hired over there because I was calling. I was on the phone calling buyers all day, every night. I didn't have time to spend with my kids. I didn't have time to rest or anything because of all these leads. So I hired an inside sales associate over there. Then we started getting all that doing the automation and stuff. So then I and I, I was managing the social media. I went to all the classes. I spent I spent almost fifty thousand probably in the last two years learning how to scale uh, social media. So I got to a point at the last year where I couldn't do it anymore. In fact, I, I got sick. I suffer with anxiety and depression, believe it or not. And I was going through an episode and I just couldn't get myself to get our ads done a couple of years ago. And so mm -hmm. I hired a social media manager that came in and I, I taught him how to manage my social media the way I want to do it. And so he was, he managed our social media, also edits videos, does all that. So then we got to a point where they needed someone that could do a content for us. So, um, um, because they don't, we, you know, all this stuff has to have different things written for it to, to flow. So I hired a content writer that now has manages all of our newsletters, all of our content that goes out, all the backgrounds, everything that you see, they manage that, they make all of that over there. Um, and so the last one was this year. And again, we did a lot of this by faith. We don't even have enough business to support the team that I have over there, but I don't have enough. I don't, I, I know where I'm going and by faith, I'm putting people in place before it happens. So the last hire just happened in December. We hired a transaction coordinator because we believe that we're going to have so many transactions. We need to have someone just dedicated to transactions. And, and how that came about is, I went to a seminar in November and um, there was a transaction board in there there. And he was going to charge me $395 per file. And I'm like, okay, $395. And we got to do 10 deals a month in order to do 100. So $395, that's like $39,000. No, $3,900 a month in transaction fees. That could pay for my whole staff. Why would I give that money to somebody else when we'll just build our own transaction coordinator? I'll put them on an hourly fee and then I can make them do anything. And so now everybody costs work. They, nobody really does one thing. They Susie, which is my admin, she's the main person. She manages all the people over there, and she is beyond the gym, you know. Um, and her, and believe it or not, her husband is now my transaction coordinator because he got laid off, and they needed some more money in their house. You know, it, it's just been tough on people. And I like to be a blessing to people. So I mean, and her sister is my trans, is my call coordinator. Um, so they're in the family, and I think I, I, I want to say the other people are family members of hers over there as well. So we're more of a family than we are a business. Um, they, they're like my little sisters and my little brothers over there. And um, we, we're just excited about what's happening and where we're going. Um, it's almost foolproof at this point. Um, we just got to get people to buy in and see the vision, um, see what we've already done, and see... Um, you know, I want people to look down and see my foot on the brakes and say, wow, what if this dude put his foot on the gas and he started going 100 miles an hour? Okay, but it, it, it ain't going to be pretty. Okay, I mean, we're going to dominate the whole thing if when that happens. I think we might be able to go about 5 or 10 miles an hour next quarter. But um, <laughs> right now, we right now I have no advertising out at all. Everything is word of mouth right now. And we got 130 leads because I, I don't have enough agents. I got more. I've got... 47 approved buyers with 70 buyers with five lenders right now.
wow. in the wow. approval in, in the in the approval process. And a lot of those, and we're and we're slowing down because they got too many. If I got ten of those that buyers approved today, I would be in trouble. And we do. I've got. I'm going to go show property now a couple of times because I mean, but I shouldn't be. I mean, I'm tired. I got to have days off for myself. That's why. I'm looking at somebody in Sacramento that lives in Sacramento right now. I've been going to Sacramento. I've, now I've just hired one agent. She's been going to Sacramento. But today, she's in Bakersfield. Today, she found the buyer that was going to go to Sacramento. And she said, well, you know what? I can't find anything in Sacramento. I work. I telework anyway. So when we, and my family is all in Bakersfield. I want you to just find me a house in Bakersfield. So she's down there doing a no money down deal, um, no money down deal in Bakersfield. Um, today she's gonna be down here today and tomorrow. She don't get her in contract. Come back with the contract, and then um, um, and that 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 basically tells me that's why I want to be in Bakersfield too. Okay, we can we go. I'm about to set somebody up in Bakersfield. Yeah, I like that. And you, you used the word that I I really appreciate and I understand your 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 meaning and purpose behind it. You said vision, and I was waiting for that word because I if you didn't say it, I was gonna say it, but you said it first. And it sounds mm -hmm. like you definitely have that vision. And uh, I tell you what, like we talked about, we'll see what we can, what we can do in Sacramento. So my last question is, how can buyers, sellers, and agents anywhere in California contact you for serving as uh, you know they're serving their 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 buying or selling needs, and for agents looking for, I would like to say, real estate career advantages is better than the word opportunity. How can they contact right. you? Well, our office number um, is a 510 right now, 510-568-4200. You can always get us there. That's our office number for the last 35, well, 30, what did I say? This is my 36th year. Um, 35th year, 30, I don't know what it is. 36 years I've had that number, so they can call 510-568-4200, or you can go to support at sessionrealestate.com. You can send your um, your name, your phone number, your email address to us through, through any of those mediums. Um, and one can tell us the hashtag, I want to be an agent, or hashtag, I want to buy a no money down, or hashtag, I got a house to sell. Um, any of those hashtags that you send to us, we know what you want. We'll, we'll be right on you. We know exactly what funnel to put you in, and we will auto, and all of it is automated. So that's what we need people to do. Just call our office. You can inbox me on my on on on, on Facebook. I'm killing foreclosure, or you can type foreclosure. F O C L S U R foreclosure. If you type that in the into Facebook, you, I'm the only one on there named foreclosure. Um, and that's my that's my bike name, bro. That's what they mm -hmm. call me on the bike set foreclosure because I do foreclosed properties. But um, that's probably the best. Um, and we are, look, we're hiring desperately now. We've got buyers right now. I think uh, we talked about some of the folks you got up in Sacramento. We've got about five buyers or six right now approved just in Sacramento right now alone. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Mr. Kenny Session of Session Real Estate in Oakland, California, you got some some big dreams and you seem like you have a plan uh, to execute those dreams. I want to thank you for being a guest on the 321 Biz Development Podcast. And uh, we will be in touch. Have a great week. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate the honor that you, you invited me. All right. For business owners listening to this episode, looking for uh, sales systems and or business development support, please complete a five-minute questionnaire at our website, 321bizdev.com slash services. And one of our consultants will set up a free 
no obligation 60 minute consultation. My name is Rick Napier, CEO 321 Biz Dev. Have a great w- week and God bless. Thank you.